All right, we're here back on another Thursday, but this time we're not doing time travel. We're doing some nerdy stuff. <laughs> nerdy stuff. This is uh, what do you call this? This is the 13th floor. It's about um, living in a simulation, right? Or yeah, it's basically a simulation. Certain part of the simulation with a. It's a computer. It's a what do you what do you call it? Uh, uh, virtual reality. Virtual reality, but virtual in a. Reality. Yeah, it, you lay down and then. Everything in a computer, right, is all like a preset program with memories. Like so, these well, computer. No. Well, basically, they built worlds inside the computer, and every character in this world thinks on its own, makes its own choices. Yes, makes its own choices. They can even build things. They feel pain. They feel everything. It's like it's, it's real. Like a real world. So it's like a it's like a multiverse, right? Yeah, it could be like a multiverse, you know what? Yeah, it, it is like a multiverse because it's everybody, multiverse. because you know, in this world, in the other world, right, there's a version of you that is modeled after, and you take that yeah. memory and place of that person. Exactly. Well, the the designers of this program. Yes, designers of this program. Characters that look like them, and apparently they may have made characters that look like other people they met. But it starts off with the what is he, the old man Thor? Yeah, in the nineteen thirties. We don't know who he is at first, no. but it, it starts, takes place. He's in a hotel room in the 1937. 37, okay. The color's kind of off. It looks yes. like the old days. He's writing a deal, and he's got some girl in his bed. Yeah. Not really on his bed, but he's writing a letter. He's got to get it to his uh, friend, uh, was it Hall? Hall. What was Douglas Hall, right? Yeah, Douglas Doug. Hall. He's got to get to Douglas Hall. So he goes downstairs in this giant hotel. It's an awesome hotel. I would like to go back to the 30s. Yeah. I would go in this program. He's the rich person. Yeah. No, he, he looks like he's a rich person. He's got all nice suits, nice clothes, nice hotel. And he goes down to the bartender and he gives this, hands it over to the bartender. Which is Vincent. Like, uh, yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio. And he, he hands it over to him and says, hey, I'm gonna, my friend may come down here to get this letter. And, you, and of course, he walks off and that, that guy turns the bar, turn, bartender turns around and he starts to open the letter to the roof. Yes. He was always kind of sinister. Like, you get that feel like he's the bad guy. Yes. yes. Yeah, you already know. He's just, I mean, come on. Something well, is we up. He's the bad guy because, you know, he's like, hey, you seen this girl? I'm going to hook you up. See that girl? Hey, what do you want? Yeah. He's the guy to talk to. He's the pimp. He's kind of a Yeah, he's a pimp. Yeah. So, so that guy's like, like that. And, of course, Fuller leaves, goes passes everybody, gets in his car, has him take home, he gets out, goes in his house. His wife's like, hey, you can smoke it again. Yeah. You don't know what his wife's just like, hey, it's okay, you've been out. <laughs> but he cleans up and he goes to sleep. And then that's when we see his eyes. Yeah, do the uh, little thing, yeah. And then he gets up in this room. He's got more modern clothes. It looks like a modern room, something yeah. we're used to. Like a, uh, back in the out. 90s, I guess, yeah. Because the movie takes, yeah, the movie was made in 1999. 99, yep. And if anybody's lived through the 90s knows this is the 90s because of the, the style, yep. the late 90s. And so he's in his office building, goes in the office, gets out. He kind of looks around. You can know he's just by the way he's acting, so somebody might be acting. Yes. Or somebody's going to try to get him. And of course, he goes to a bar. And then he tries to call Douglas. Oh, yeah, he tried to call Douglas Douglas. on the phone. He got his uh, he tells him Basically, hey, somebody's trying to get me. And I left a message for you. If we don't get, and of course, his door opens up. Plus, his bartender's watching the whole time. The bartender's name is Tom Jones. Oh, yeah, Tom Jones. <laughs> like the singer. He says that. 
Whereas he goes out, you don't even see who they did. No. But he goes out the door and starts talking. He's like, How That's the mystery. Me? That's the mystery. Well, in a way, it's kind of not a mystery. If you watch it the first time, it's a mystery. Oh, yeah. Watch it again. You notice there's a Porsche setting out there. Yes. But it never shows the character. And then, of course, he gets stabbed. <laughs> Boom. Repeatedly, yeah. Yeah, he gets stabbed and. He gets killed and then. Yeah, next thing we know is. Uh, that's what well, the from that it. first the if you watch it the first time that's the setting of the movie like oh it's a murder mystery yeah it's a and it is a murder mystery yes <laughs> with a with a bigger deal that goes on you know in the background yeah it was a bigger surprise at the end yes because so now we so the setting is in Los Angeles and the old and the, when they go in the computer deal it's Los Angeles they're in Los Angeles 1999 the computer is Los Angeles 1937. 1937 so let me ask you this before we go on. Um, I didn't remember this movie much, right? But I remember I bought this uh, the, so on, on DVD when I bought it. And I, I liked it a lot the first time. And then this one, I don't think it really... Um, what is that word I'm looking for? It doesn't hold up, does it? I think it does hold up. Okay, let's talk I mean, about I'm thinking that. It's, it's probably starting to get to the end of its time. But mm-hmm. I watched this several times. I'll watch it again. I mean, it wasn't the highest production value. No, because like, be, like we just said, like uh, Vincent D'Onofrio was the only person I recognized in this movie. Yeah, well, at the time of the movie, though, Gretchen Maul was big, too. Oh, he was? She was, yes. Oh, she was. Yeah, Gretchen Maul is the... Uh, the girl. The girl. The fuller lady, girl. Yeah, apparently Jane she was Fuller. Only, yeah, Jane Fuller. Apparently the only female character but i do want to point out the detective though is everybody knows who that police oh detective yeah is. the all-state guy yep the all-state guy is the yeah. police detective plus he was the president in uh, 24 and not only 24 right? the only one i uh the only other movie i know him he was in major lead yeah i mean he's one of those guys that everybody knows his face yes but yeah gretchen Maul was a bigger star then and just kind of disappeared and vincent d'onofrio <laughs> He's not everybody the kingpin. Well, yeah. Vince, maybe not everybody knows who he is, but everybody's seen this guy. Yeah, I've seen this guy. Because Men in Black yeah. came out by then, right? Yeah, Men in Black. Yeah. I think Men in Black came out earlier than this. Yeah, earlier. Maybe 97, yeah, probably. And plus, it's just like probably one of those... So what tapes. made you want to see this movie in the first place? Because I didn't remember the trailer. It was accidental. It was accidental. Because I'm the one that told you about this movie. Yeah, yeah I think so. I think yeah, so. I think I found this in the bin at Walmart for like a few bucks. Five bucks, you know, that five bucks bin. And I got the, I bought the movie and then finally watched it. And I was like, this is all, this is amazing. I never even heard of it before I saw it. I can't remember. You probably did tell me to watch it. And I yeah, bought I, it. I, I remember telling you about this because then you watched it, and then you told me, "Oh yeah, eventually we made like pleasant dreams," which is which is really you know, based on this. Yes, similar to this, but yeah, this was just a movie I found in the five dollar bin, and I would never heard of. A Walmart still had that five dollar bin is awesome. Yeah, well, it's yeah. I would never watch this movie if I had to pay. I would never either. Because I, I mean, just the name sounded interesting. The cover looked interesting. I didn't even read what it was about. It's five dollars. I thought. How could you I lose, knew, right? Like, from the, probably knew who Gretchen Maul was. You know? <laughs> I didn't even, I never heard of this Greg Becco guy. I don't know what happened to him. Yeah, me neither. I never heard of this guy. Just things didn't pan out for him. But like this, like we said, this was a lower production. And this movie came out the same year. The Matrix. As, uh, the Matrix. Yes. So it's similar to The Matrix. Yeah, it's all about computer simulation. Yeah, or it's, it's about your, your reality being fake. Yes, your reality is fake. But anyways, this guy gets killed, so he gets called. 
wakes up in the morning. We see finally meet the main character. And he wakes up and he goes to the bathroom. He's listening to his, hey, you need to call these people. You need to call this person. Apparently there's some kind of deal going on. Of course, he sees blood on the sink. Yes. Then he finds a bloody shirt. And so that's, you know what, that's that's probably the first biggest clue they give you when he can't remember. What's the biggest, what's the biggest clue? He can't remember cannot remember at all yeah he doesn't know what happened which is kind of weird you're wondering what's up with this yeah so so of course the police detective calls him and he needs to come down and identify this body so he shows up identifies the body sees him on slab and of course the cop asks a couple questions because hey the only reason we can find you is because the pill bottle has your name on it and you're the only contact he goes, so does he have any other family he's like nope i'm the family well i'm not even his family i'm his friend We've been working for six years. Yeah, for six years, yeah. Like this stuff. And plus, it's pointing out this guy's a genius. Because I'm his own. He goes, he has no family at all. Yes. So, of course, he's shot. Because the cops like, hey, why don't I tag along? Which is kind of strange to me. But yeah, it was strange to me too. When he just he might have tag along. Okay. To come down to his rig works and, and probably interview everybody instead of calling him to his office. Yeah. So of course he's like, yeah, come on. So we show where they works. Shows up this place. He talks to him a little bit. The cops. You know, shows his office. He's like, you could be home now, which is a line in another movie. Really? Yeah. So I remember seeing another movie where they had these apartment complexes. And all, yeah, inside the business building, yeah. Okay. I know where, I think it is. And it may not be in this movie, but this movie reminds me of another one. Oh, okay. Way. It's called Dark City. You ever seen Dark City? <gasps> I haven't seen Dark City yet. We need you to oh, put down the Dark list. City. Yes. Dark City, I would say Dark City. I like Dark City better than this movie. Oh, okay, good. I think Dark City says, I can't remember if that was the movie it said or not, but there is a scene that's similar to this. But anyways, this guy goes, I, I, I'm, you can be home now. He says, that's what it says for the apartment complexes that live downtown. Yeah. He goes, but I can't, the cops, like, obviously, I can't afford something like this because yeah. some apartment like this must cost like millions. millions yeah. Which was a very nice apartment. Yes. If I could live in an apartment above my work and you know, own the company, I did. Oh, yeah. yeah. That would be awesome. It's kind of like people working from home now. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, see this space? Awesome. This is where I work. Exactly. But so, of course, though, he goes, he goes, I guess he's got, he's got a lot of perks to the job. Of course, uh, other guys like, what do you mean? They look over. That girl, yeah. Gene Fuller the first time. Gene Fuller the first time, yes. Nobody knows who she is. No. Of course, uh, what's his name? The main character? The Doug. Doug Hall. Doug. Yeah, Doug Hall. If anybody's watching, you'll understand if you're this movie why we can't remember their names because everybody's got several names. Yeah. John Ferguson is the 1937 yes. version. 1930s version. But so Douglas goes in there and he's like, hey, who are you? She's like, I'm Jane Fuller. I'm the main character, the guy that was just murdered. Uh, daughter. And he's like, I didn't know she had it. He never told me. He's, he's like, I, he's really puzzled because, like he said, he worked with him six years and knew everything about the guy, or thought he did. He did, also, yeah. He's got a daughter, and the daughter's there. He's like, why is the daughter there? To take over the company? Yeah. What, what's he here? That's what he's puzzled. Plus, he also thinks he's seen her. Before. Yes, that's the other clue, yeah. This is a neat thing, yeah. Have we met before? Yeah. Yeah, and she's like, not possible. I like it, but she was supposed to meet him. This is what you're, yeah, she's like, my dad told me about you, and he's like, Dad, your dad never told me about you. Yes, but it makes sense at that point, though. And of course, the detective's standing there wondering, where the crap is this? Yeah. 
He's like, huh, he says that there's no daughter, there's a daughter now. But of course, the, the detective needs to talk to her, so he leaves and goes up and sees this character named Whitney. Yeah, Whitney. Which Whitney is actually... The bartender. The 90 model, yeah, the 90s version of the bartender. Which they explain later, yeah, because he created him. Yeah, he basically created and modeled this guy in, in the game, in the program. But when you go in, there's there's nothing but servers. This room's full of servers, yep. glass wall, table you lay down to jump into the system. Of course, Wait, so do you think that would work? Since we're going to know what happened in the movie, right? Is it possible for the simulation to create another simulation? Is that how that would work? It's hard to mm-hmm. figure that out, right? It's kind of like Inception in a way. It's, well, it's not only an exception. To me, it's like uh, Star Trek. It's like the holodeck. Oh, explain that to me. Okay, the holodeck. Uh, I guess you don't. You haven't seen the holodeck. Okay, mm-hmm. the holodeck's a room on the Enterprise. Okay, you travel deep out in space. You can't go back to Earth all the time. And you can't just stop at any planet and take a vacation because you might come to a hostile planet. Okay. So the holodeck is this square room. Let's say it's the size of my room. It's all black with lines in it. And basically, it's got projectors all in it. In image images, so let's say I want to walk across the holodeck. I could I could leave. It could look like your. It could look like your house. Okay. The holodeck could form your house, make people look like you, and I could touch you. But I'm actually looking at you like an image, and I'm touching a force field. And the wall is the force field would hit you in the chest. You can't feel it, and your feet will move, or the platform will move under you. We're using force fields will make it, and the image will make it look like you're walking down a hallway. Whoa. Like a whole bunch of people can get in the room at the same time, and the force fields and imagings would keep them apart and make it look like they're in the jungle or something. Okay. So basically, the you can the do holodeck. anything you want. And the, the holodeck is actually like their movies. Let's say I want to put, uh, okay, on Star Trek, they use a, everybody uses their own program. Some people go on a vacation, but a lot of them like to play games. Like, the, like Data likes to do the uh, Sherlock Holmes programs. Okay. So he'd put a program and then you go there and you play Sherlock Holmes and you figure out the, the program. Even though they did have a Star Trek episode where the people in the holodeck realize they're not real and they want out. Whoa. So it's okay. So this movie's like that. Yes, this movie's like that. Is it possible to get out though? No, right? They did. They did on, on the uh, Enterprise. <sighs> I don't okay. know how you would. Cause yeah, because yeah, like, I was like, how would you would do that guy? Okay. I don't remember if they ever did on that. It's been an old show. But I noticed eventually they, they figured out a way it would have worked on the Voyager because like I told you, the Doctor is photonic. He's a force field with an image on it. But they make him a little deal that's a constant force field projector. Yeah. You can walk around with it. And the computer chips, computers send a message and know where he's at. Okay. It doesn't make that much sense, but it's 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 neat. It's interesting. It's neat and interesting. And, and this is basically time. the same story, but basically, he's talking to that guy. I mean, I forget what all he does. Well, he talked to he, about like uh he he uh, their boss died. Yeah, the boss died. He tells talks to Whitney, and he's like asking. He's trying to figure what, out like uh what happened and stuff. Yeah, what happened? Of course, Whitney's like, "Hey, this guy's been using this. Yeah, program. using this he's program like, hey, for a while. How can you use this program? Because he doesn't know it works yet. Yeah." They're basically it's a bunch of servers and stuff. So they think that um, uh, he left him, uh, he left Doug Hall a some kind of message in that yeah, simulation. Yeah, eventually we find out. Yeah, eventually, yeah. Well, he doesn't know that because he goes back and talks to the the cop again. The cop's playing this little game, which is neat because the game's supposed to be a metaphor for what's going on in the world. Yes. 
because everything has their job on this little baseball field. It's a baseball field from probably 1930s. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the ball, and every character has its its game program. Of course, it messes up. But he's talking, the cop's talking to him. He's like, hey, uh, we went through your phone records, and we know that he called you. Fuller called you. He's like, hey, I didn't get any messages. And yeah. The cop's like, hey, well, I don't want you to leave town. And he leaves. Yeah. So he has to go check his phone messages. And that's when he realizes he's got a message hidden. Yes. So he goes back and does all the computer stuff. And of course, here comes Whitney. He's like, hey, yeah. this is my stuff. Leave, leave my computer stuff. But he's like, I want to know what he's been doing. And he's like, oh, yeah, he's been in the system. And he's like, is Boom. it possible that he a message in this program for me? Of course, the program shows you everything that Fuller interacts with. And basically, when you go in this machine, you only go in as whatever character that created the look like you. Yes. I thought that was a good link right there. But what but the, but you got to remember, though, is when you go in and take these people's bodies over, you displace their memory. They their mind of their own. And so you displace it. So you're almost overlapping. Yes. You're going to no, it's they're, not only they're... overlapping. I realize that like, if you go into the simulation, right, that simulation's mind is into your, I guess. Yeah, your... it's supposed to go in your body, but it stays in like a stasis form. So it yes. doesn't get up and walk It on. doesn't do anything. It's just yeah. in there. But the problem is you're occupying each body. So the, the person, the simulation's going in your body, he's getting some of your memories. Yes. If you're in their body, you're getting some, you're some of theirs. Yes. So basically, it's like you're living two lives. Oh. Douglas wants to get in this machine and he's like, hey, for two hours. And the guy's like, no. That's too long, yeah. yeah. But he, he forces Whitney because Whitney's, this Whitney, he's like, hey, dude. He's got yeah, he's like, a, he's a he's a nerd. He's a programmer. That's yeah, a pushover. He's a programmer nerd. And he's and it's easy to twist his arm and get what you want. Yes. So, of course, this guy gets his two hours and he goes in there and boom. His eyes glaze over and all he knows is he's at a bank and some fat lady. Yeah, he's a bank, bank, uh, bank teller. Yeah, she's like, hey, you owe me 25 cents, $7.25. She just yanks that money out of his hands. Yeah. And everybody's, everybody in the bank is just staring at him. I like that because he's like, I don't care about this. This is not real at all. He just he walks off. Because of he's never been here. This is no. his first time to plug in. Because they don't merely know. They've been programming stuff, but they don't know what the inside actually looks like. Yeah, so that's he was like the first time, like, man, this looks incredible. Yeah, because everything's real. He could feel it. Because it's like us. Because he, okay. You know, he walks off and he goes in the bathroom. He turns the water on. He puts the water on. I want to say that because remember when we played video games? You fall in the water, you die. Yes. But eventually, video games, you can walk in the water. And the water looks real in video games now. Yes. It's like, it's amazing how much a video game to us has changed. Yes, I know. Watching some side-scroller where if you touch water, you die. And it's the stupidest thing in the world. It is because it's that's the programming, you know. You can't... Well, the programs, I mean, you can play the game and you can walk in the water. You can run it with through the water. It's amazing. You can swim in the water and go under it and come up. Yep. I mean, it's a huge jump for us. Oh, it is. Even in the first system. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I remember people playing games as younger. It's like, oh, this is just, it's normal for them, but... Man, it's a huge jump for us because water oh, is almost unimaginable. I mean, running across a, play, a deal shooting, you could always done that. You could do that in Doom all the way. Now mm -hmm. the water washing up on the beach and running through it, it's amazing. It dude. is. But to him, he's touching it. You can feel it. Like everything is real. Is small. Yes. To him, it's, it's world is real. It's oh, I didn't realize world. that when he was washing his hands, like cleaning up his face. Yep. 
but he's also touching it because he didn't expect the water to feel like water. Yeah, and then like, that's when the bank teller manager comes in and like, "Hey, John, are you okay?" Yeah. And like, smoking up. Hey, you want to? You can smoke indoors, you know. He's like, "No, I don't smoke." Like, well, since when? That was interesting. Exactly. Since when? Because he doesn't smoke. Now we know this character doesn't smoke. Yeah. Of course, he goes up the building, and then we see this city. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, did he go out of the building? Yeah, he does go out of the building. He go out. He, he said he, he asked him to take a lunch. Yeah, so he takes that time to uh, figure out what happened to Fuller. Yeah. Because he, he got the address. He, he, um, he got the address in mind. Yeah, he got all the addresses because it shows you how who interacted and where they yes, lived. Yes, where they lived. Yeah, where they've been. Yeah. Of course, he gets a taxi. Takes the taxi, goes over to Fuller's house, meets Fuller, and Fuller's character is actually a nice, regular guy that owns an antique shop. Yeah, antique shop. Yes. Of course, I like it when he asks him. He goes, "So, what are you looking for?" He goes, "Oh, I'm looking for a guy named uh, Fuller." <laughs> he goes, a book. "He goes, yeah, look, he's a scientist." And this guy's like, "Doesn't even know." And he says, "Yeah, he's from the '70s." He goes, "Yeah, 1870s." Yeah, 1870s. Yeah. Because this guy's not getting. Of course, they he knows they look familiar to each other. Yeah, to see that was the first comment. He's like, "Have we met before?" I'm like, "I don't think so." No, not it's really. a same conversation. Yeah, because he's because he knows Fuller's. He reads Fuller whatever Fuller can see. He sees it apartment. Right. So it's part of a dream because he's he's kind of been on the outside of the world. Anyway. Yes. This guy wants to shut his store, so he jumps in the deal and he goes up the hill to another address to find some girl named Bridget. Bridget, yes. And of course. Apparently, you know, because this is 1930s, and this is de kind of depression area. Yes. There's some rich people, and there's a lot of poor folks. And of course, apparently, she's, she got her job at some hotel doing all kinds of things yes. to get money. All kinds of things. Come on, this is 1930s. So pretty much the 1930s, people did what they wanted. They, what what they needed this to This was do. a gangster. Yeah, because money was hard to come by. Yeah. You were Ill, booze was illegal. Yes, booze even is though, illegal. Even though we see this guy keep getting martini. No, actually, booze is not illegal yet. No, he, not yet. The I think it ends in 1933. Yeah. Prohibition in 1933. So, so they they have booze again. So you can have um, hookers, I guess we could call them. Eh. Call girls. Hey, what Some, you do for money is their own business. Yeah, it's <laughs> whatever. Prostitution, whatever, you know. Yeah. Whatever suits your fancy. They're not naming it yet, cause it's cause if you name it, it's illegal. Yes. <laughs> basically, you're going to. Hotel you just have to see uh the guy at the counter. Yep. He goes and has a good time, but basically, he goes to the hotel. He tries to talk to Bridget. She's like, "Hey, her manager's like a jerk." Yes. <laughs> Which is neat, cause I mean, he's still looking at it. this place is amazing, cause he sees he sees, cause we see LA. I love it because this is LA, 1937. Yeah. Nothing but oil wells all over the place. Yeah. And Los Angeles is slowly being built. You can see it. I mean, it's a, to me, the special effects on this for such a low-budget acting movie was extremely good. Yeah, it's a low-budget acting movie, but the special effects on this is, is what they probably spent all their money on. Uh, yeah, they must have, because they were top-notch. Yeah, because like 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 you said, right? I was I mean, looking at... I've seen, like, main a good production movies didn't have special city special effects that great. Yes. Especially at that time, you know, like, oh, I guess it's a new non movie, right? I, how about what's this? Greg Belko is that his name? Yeah, Greg Belko was the main, the the actor's name. I mean, I have not seen him in anything else, right? Yeah. Oh, he was in Scary Movie Four. He was in Cinderella Man. Really, Kate and Leopold. That's been background characters. Meet Bill. 
<coughs> superhero movie, so that's not a good one. Should be. The Change Up, I seen that with Ryan Reynolds. He was in the Three Stooges, so I guess yeah. not a big impressive resume. Yeah, but he was he was a leading actor in this one. I guess they thought he was going to be somebody. It's like The Rocketeer. Remember The Rocketeer? Yeah, same thing. He he. I mean, he carried the movie. It was pretty good. He just never made it anywhere else. So I guess we could. We were watching movies where the actors didn't actually really make it that big. Hey, sometimes that's that's the hidden gem. Yeah, that's the hidden gem. I thought I would consider this a hidden gem because, like, I, I guess too. besides the Matrix, right, I haven't seen anything else like it. Yeah, right? I haven't seen anything else quite like it. I mean, and this is based on a book that was written in the '60s, I think. Really? It's almost the first book written on virtual reality. Oh. Yeah, it would be the first book because I think it was in the late sixties. This is when the book was written. It was called like uh, I forget what the name of the book was called. Let me see, cause um, hold on, I just had the wiki pull up. Let me see. All right, so science fiction film written directed by Joseph whatever produced. Oh, it's produced by Roman Emmerich. Yes. Well, you should have known that when you saw the opening credits with the uh, zeppelins going into the city. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, loosely based on Pawn. Simulacon 3 oh, in 1964 a novel by this guy yeah it's a remake of a German TV film wow wow so yeah so I mean there's apparently it's been around for a while but I thought it was pretty good oh but lost but of course of course he finds uh, what was his name Ashton yeah Ashton is Ashton is the bartender yes he's a bartender it looks it's played by the same character yeah Vincent Nufer. of course he's got he looks pretty cool he worked because he's had that 30s haircut so it's clean cut. Note, but he already knows what the note says. Yes. And he's asking, of course, he asked him, he goes, hey, do you have a note for me or a deal or anything? Like, do you he know if he leave anything for me? He's like, no, he lied. Yeah, no. Well, I like it because he asked him right then. He goes, what would he have left for you? Yes. He's like, to see how much this guy really even knows. Yeah. And after he realizes this guy doesn't really know anything. He don't even know I have the letter. Basically, he tells him, yeah, and I like it when he keeps looking at his watch. He goes, are you in a hurry? And then that's when he sees him. He gets up. He's like, because he's been in the machine too long. Apparently, it almost it must it must erase you or something. Yeah, it, 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 well, it, it know, cannot hold. You know what? It probably cannot hold that other stays too long. The yeah, other person it probably messes with your body functions because yeah. your brain's supposed to control all this and your mind's out. Anyways, <clears throat> he starts down. So he goes to the bathroom, falls on the floor, almost passes out, and then he wakes up. And he's in he's in the right room. Yeah, he's in the right room. Yeah, which is funny because you remember uh, Vincent's character. He's like. I thought I was going to be talking to Ferguson for the rest of my life. Yeah. Because if something happens to you, we're going to point this out. If something happens to you while you're in the deal, they keep the guy that's in the Yes. Part, so, so I like the writing of that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, the, the, like, you know, you just don't get jacked in, right? And then, like, if, the, if it's kind of like it, it, it solves the problem. Like, if you die in this simulation world, you're yeah. fine outside. But they didn't, yeah. they make it not so in this one. Yeah, we should point out the simulation world is so real, so real. You can be killed in the simulation. Yes, world. you could be killed in the simulation world, and you will not come back because your mind is gone. Yeah, because you're yeah. If you're dead, you're dead, and whoever's in your body gets to keep your body. Yeah, which is really crazy. It's kind of like traveling to a different dimension, but not through the simulation. You know the funny thing. This has been in comic book stories in a way. There was like a Doctor Doom story where he built like a little tail. 
and built a little town in Fantastic Four. He got the Fantastic Four and plugged them in it, and then they go into the table and they walk around a little. And Puppet Master does it in Marvel Comics too. Oh, so there's been comic books like this where they put them in little tiny worlds or plug them in in a game. Because I think it was an X Men comic where there's a character called Arcade. He plugs, takes their consciousness, and puts them in a game and makes them play it out. Whoa. It's pretty neat. Doctor Doom one was best. We had the little town. He puts the Fantastic Four in the town. But anyways, you lay on this table and it puts you in there. Plus, but Douglas gets out. Yes. Chris, like barely. Of course, that guy's like, hey, two hours is too long, dude. Of course, we see Ferguson walks, starts to walk out the deal and Ashton sees him. He goes, hey, Ferguson. He yells at him. He goes, my name's uh, Johnny Ferguson. Yeah. And he's, he's, he goes, can I, can I have a cigarette? And he starts smoking there. And Ashton's looking, because Ashton knows there's something wrong. Or, yes. This guy's already just, because he knows it with the other guys. So he's like, and of course he leans in. He goes, can I ask you a question? Where am I? Yes. And then you see Ferguson, you see uh, Ashton's face. Right then he realizes the letter's not a hoax. Yeah. I, we, we didn't know that the first, you know, the first time watching this. Because like, we had no idea what's in the letter. Yeah, we don't know right? what's in the letter. We still don't know what's in the letter. No, we don't. But we know that Ferguson already know. I mean, uh, Ashton already knows people are jumping in and out. Of 37 time. Ashton, yes. Yeah, so Ashton's already got this. He's, he's like, suspicion, I guess. Yeah, he's almost like Fuller already now. Yeah, I guess he's already in the know in a way. Yeah, because yeah, he's already been given some information that our boy needs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Douglas needs this information. <clears throat> you know what's really missing? Like, we're missing that piece where the 1937 Ashton was even suspicious in the first place. Because they don't tell you until that, like, at the, almost at the end of the movie. Yeah. Because, you know, this well, is mean, just a shady character. Yeah, he, he's just a shady character, but we already know he knows something now. Yes. Or we something that we, we, like, it's, he knows something, right? Like, the audience that yeah. doesn't. Well, I guess in a way, you kind of got the feeling, even as an audience, you kind of got to figure he may not, he may not start knowing his world's fake. No. Well, we know he's starting to know his world's fake. Because, I mean, even by watching, I'm, I'm realizing, okay, so he's starting to know that his world's fake. And that's okay that you're supposed to kind of get that idea. And you can get the idea, but in that 1937 state, right, it's hard to explain to a person that doesn't have computers. They don't even yeah, have TV. Well, he does know people plug. Yeah, he, you're right. They don't have TV. It's hard well, for them to comprehend. He was you know? invented, but yeah, there's only one station, and you gotta live in New York. Yeah, it's kind of like the thing. Like if we invented the time machine, right? We go back to that time in 1937, and we would bring our smartphone, right? They'd probably be more interested in this than the time machine that I came back from. Yeah, because it's not good. I'm fun. This is something handheld, and you can understand. Yes. Time machine. No. Oh, it's tough, it, man. You're gonna go. Of course, your uh, president was a movie star. Yes, <laughs> you gotta be on TV. <laughs> so, but anyway, he pops back in, and he's telling Ashlyn. I like it when Ashlyn's like, "I mean, no, not Ashlyn. What was his?" No, Doug told Ashton that he saw the uh, the model of the the bartender, because Ashton know that yeah, he Whitney, modeled it after Whitney. Whitney. Yeah, yeah, he tells Whitney he saw his model and he was pretty cool. But he also like he's like, so how is it? He's like the colors off a little bit. Yes, I like that because you you can see that the coloring's a little bit. You need to work on the coloring a little bit and stuff. And he goes, man, those people are down there are as real as you and me. Yes, that's actually pretty freaky if you think about it, right? It is pretty freaky because like, it's real as you and me. Like yeah. everybody can think for themselves. Like, yeah, it is very like the Matrix. 
I don't know what's real. Where did he go next? Because he left. Did he go see Fuller? I met uh, Jane Fuller. Yes, they. Um, he, he goes to the hotel. Yeah, he goes to the hotel to see her, and I think we skipped a little bit, but he goes to the hotel to, to talk to her, and she tells him pretty much, she is shutting the company. Yeah, down. shutting the company down. But then he wrote yeah. the will to um to Doug. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's the thing because she's. But that's the funny thing is when she goes to talk to her lawyer, her lawyer is like, "Yeah, I think we can help you," but. It, but the funny thing is, he even says that you were never mentioned in the original. Yes. And then, and of course, and she actually, we'll find out later, she knows he was never in the wheel. Yes. They must have, they may have went in there and tried to, when we're getting ahead of ourselves, but she may have tried to put herself in that wheel originally. Yeah. Somewhere in the movie, somewhere that we didn't see. And then somehow she got written out. Yeah. Because Fuller knows what's going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. The um, the Will Fuller. Oh, yeah, the Fuller, yeah. yeah. The, real, the Fuller that we know. Yeah, the so, Doug Hall that we know. Yeah, well, he was the only Fuller in the movie, actually. Yes. So so she's trying to get take over, so she's got to talk to Doug again. I can't remember all the scenes. Cause there's I can't remember movie. all the scenes, even though it was a very short movie, you know? Yeah, it's a very short movie. That's what movie was supposed to be back then. A hundred yeah. minutes, and then that's it. I mean, but, but basically, we don't have to go scene by scene, right? Because this movie is very simple. Yeah, Bas- this movie is very simple. Basically, but basically that- there is a scene where, uh, you know, that Tom Jones finds out that, oh. uh, yeah, he, you know, he shows up at the office building. He's trying to uh, get some money because he knows that he saw this guy. At the bar. At the bar, even though we didn't see it. Yep. He saw him somehow and he's trying to get some money, of course. But it's well, keep, keep in, in suspense, though, because we never saw it. But he's just yeah. trying to bribe him. Yeah, he's trying to bribe him. He's like, hey, you're going to give me some money or I'm going to go to the cops. And he's like, and he starts punching him. And then all of a sudden, uh, Douglas just. Well, on this guy, yeah. He's the crap out of him, throws into the window, and that guy takes all the running. Yep. It's, and he doesn't, even, and Douglas doesn't even know where this, this aggression yes, comes from. Comes from, because he's never had that before. But it, then he realizes because the everything's going to get shut down. By Jane now he's gonna he's gonna find he's gotta find a message and when he's trying to do it by himself right he forgot to set the timer for two hours exactly. so it goes over yeah he just he just ignores the timer and he jumps in there and he goes in there and he goes to uh fuller I forgot what his name is in the deal of course yeah. he just shows up at his house busts his window oh yeah 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 of course the guy's like hey, I'm gonna call it cops he's like hey he tells him everything he was like hey I know where you fall asleep I know why you you, you wake up. It. Yeah, I can't remember. Of course, the guy lets him in and they start talking. He's like, so, do you have fantasies? Or, well, of course, that guy's like, hey, I have nightmares. Yeah, nightmares, you? yes. Of course, he's like, hey, I think my wife thinks To him, is a nightmares. Yeah. He's like, hey, I think my wife's cheating. He's like, hey, you're, do, you, do you remember it? And he goes, yeah. He goes, and then, of course, that guy pulls out a case. The, yeah, the, 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 the case. tux. I just found that case. He's got the top hat, the suit. So, of course... He's like, hey, why don't you put it on? We're going to go down to the hotel. Yeah, let's, let's go somewhere. Yeah, he's like, hey, let's go for a drink. Of course, they show up at that hotel, and he's like, you've been here. And he goes, I can't even come here. I don't have that kind of money. Yeah. Like he goes, it's my treat. Come on in. So it's really funny, oh. right? When he said he doesn't have that kind of money. So when Fuller was being this exactly. guy, right? Where's he getting that money? Yeah, where's he getting that Because he was, in the beginning, he was paying that girl a, like a lot of sum of money. Oh, yeah, he's just saying, there's no telling where he's getting the money. Maybe he's well, robbing he, people. He could probably just program it. Exactly. He must have a stash program somewhere because he has a suit that this guy doesn't know about. Yep. 
So he's probably been doing all kinds of programming. Because, I mean, he's, he's probably... Hey, man, he, he was having he, a good time. He's been tricking into doing all kinds of crap for him. He's like, hey, he's been having a good time. Like, all I need is this money back in this day. Yeah. I need $1,000, and I'm a richest man. Exactly. And the funny thing is, 1937, because he tells the cop, Whitney asks, the cop asks, why, Whitney, why did you, you do this for 1937? Oh. He goes, because that's the year that... Uh, the four. was born. Yeah. And he wanted to go back to the year of his childhood. And of course, he's doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, he is. But I like it. it goes in there, and, and of course, they're trying to remember. You know what? You know what? Hey, wait, wait. You, it makes sense now, because you said that was the, the Great Depression, right? So he, he grew up poor. So he wanted to ex, uh, experience like, his fantasy of a rich person at that time. Yeah. Yeah, probably, I mean, 1930s is a good time to yeah. party. Yep. Like the Great Gatsby. Yep. Exactly. The Great Gatsby. Just don't run over anybody. Yes. Because <laughs> you get pot, you get shot in your pool. <laughs> oh, wait, did you, you talking about the, the, the movie or the, is that how the book went down? I don't know. I didn't read the book. Oh, okay. Then there's a Leo I watched the movie. I mean, the movie was good enough for me. Yeah, me too. It's better than the book. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> yes. well, I'll, I'll take your word for it. I'll it's very really boring. It. Like it makes you have ADD or something. <laughs> okay. As long as it doesn't turn you into serial killer. Okay. Yeah. Don't read. Don't go read and catch in yep. the ride. Okay. So now this is where Doug um, Hall is trying to get all the information. He want to prove his theory. Exactly. Because he's. This is where he's suspecting. Yeah, and then slowly this guy starts to. Remember. Oh, well, I like it because that one girl. Well, of course, one guy calls him fuller. He's like, "That's your name." Yeah. This other girl comes up, and hugs him. Hey, honey bear. Oh man. <laughs> this old guy's. He's got. He's got like. Kisses. Yeah, he's a lipstick on his face. He's like, "Come hey, on, I'm gonna go home and get trouble again." <laughs> Of course, he finally starts remembering this guy. Yeah, because now he's in a place that he remembers. Yeah, and then finally he's like points to Ashton all the way across the bar. He's yeah, like, oh, I gave him a letter. I yeah, wrote it a letter and I gave it to him. This is when it gets crazy because then, of course, he's got to chase after Ashton all yep. the way through the deal. And then Ashton's got a gun now. Yes. Shoots him in the leg. See, that's the thing. So he should feel that pain, right? Oh, he did. Because he was able to run away. Oh, he kind of, kind of run. Yeah. Remember, he showed him. He was screaming. Yeah. He shot him in the leg. So, so it's really weird. Like, imagine that, you know, we know how the simulation works, right? When they switch minds again, you wake up like, what the heck? How come I got shot? Well, see, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't, yeah. When you wake up, yeah. When you come back in, your simulation guy's like, well, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> the big thing is, I like it because he keeps trying to get a little bit. He's slowly getting information out. Ashton, Ashton's like, I see how you're plugging in and you're disappearing. Yes. I don't know where you're coming from. I know you're coming from up there. He kind of thinks he's like God or something. Yes. Like some kind of spirit. He goes, and then you, you tell me my world's not real. Yes. He's like, hey, I see that letter. But this is funny when he's saying that world's not. You, if you, I mean, you don't really seem to put it together, but you should have put it together now. Yes. Because that letter's for. Not for this guy. That's for Doug. Yes. For Doug in the other world. And he's saying, hey, this world's not real. And I like it when he starts explaining to him. Because, you know, they're getting that that fight in that pool room. And he finally tells him, yeah, I I got in my car. And I went to somewhere. And this is where it reminds me of a dark city of the most. Oh. Because I'm going to go to a city that would go. And he goes, and I drove and drove. And I went to the roadblocks. And that's where it kind of stops. Yep. But it doesn't show you at this point. Yeah. Not you know, yet. Yeah. And of course, then they get a fight. And then, of course, he starts to, uh, Vincent's character starts to drown Douglas's character yes. in the pool. And finally, he wakes up. 
and it's actually uh, Whitney. Yeah, Whitney him. trying to help him come up Whitney. and the punches. <laughs> yeah, of course, Whitney crawls over the circle. Hey, you're not going to hit me again. <laughs> like a little wimp. Yeah. But first, he, I mean, yeah, because I mean, there's that's pretty good acting because Vincent's character, he's playing two characters in this movie. Well, everybody yeah, is. Almost, yeah, everybody, and they're completely different. And you know what's really crazy, man? Like, you know, we talk about, like, if you die in simulation, you die in real life, right? So let's just say the guy that, like, Douglas is John Ferguson in the 1937. So what if John Ferguson actually died, like, from an accident or whatever? Would they be able to plug in? Or is there some kind of error? Like, hey. It was just an error. That's because they never touch on that. You know, I wish that's something that, that's something I would ask to see, like, what happens in this world? Like, so that means I can no longer get plugged in. Yeah, you know, if the character is dying in that world, it's not going to hurt anybody if nobody's plugged into him. No, but I'm saying like, if, if that character dies in that simulation, right, then I can't go back in as that alter ego. They can just make another one. You got to remember, they can see what's going on in the programming. And you can, re- you can recreate a program, so you're not going to have a problem. So I guess, but then it will be strange for everybody, like suddenly this new person comes in. Oh, but they know, um, I just moved in here. Yeah, well, they probably got safeguards in there in a way. Makes sense from killing each other. But the problem <laughs> is when you go down in there, you're already you're already starting to mess with stuff. Now. Yeah, I know. You know, because probably the programming had a reason for uh, for Ashton. Probably would never have killed anybody because he had no reason to. Yes. But then Douglas is going in there and starting a problem. Yeah, messing with his mind even more. Yeah, he's going in there from, from the outside, so. He's outside of the program because there's already probably rules of how this world works. What would you do in a world, world like this? If you were in this, if you and my world are real, right? And then we get to go to this simulation world, what would you do? Like, just to give you one hour of time. The 1930s? Or any time. It doesn't matter. What, where do. would you like to go? 1930s. Okay. And what would you do? Be a gangster. <laughs> Oh, I would probably just cruise around and check out all the, the cities and stuff. And drain. But then with the with the gangster thing, there's a high probability that you might have. Yeah, I won't be the gangster. Never mind. But I would go to all the uh, clubs and hang out. Oh, that's cool. I don't I mean, even know where to start. Like a vacation. I would do it like a vacation. So, so that's just where you and me different because you're a white person and I'm not. So I would not go to anything before 1980. <laughs> <laughs> I will probably go somewhere like let's see when's this safe for Chinese people China I can't go to 1930s it's not gonna be cool okay I see hey, Shanghai noon you can go to China 1930s <sighs> no that's probably not a good time either yeah it's not really even even going to China is not good even before the 80s so this is just really for you guys sorry <laughs> Like, now, if you talk about, like, you know, if Chunmore never dies, I get you going as a white person. Now, that changes the game completely. <laughs> I'm just saying, though, you could go back to China in the 1930s to go to the Obi-Wan club. Or I would have to go into... You know what? It Basically, you just have to go back as a rich person. And then you would have basically, no problems. Yeah. If you got money. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can make money. It's like going through time. Time to go and time traveling backwards wouldn't be good for you either. Yeah, it won't go very good for me. Anything before 1980s, forget it. <laughs> so this, this virtual reality is kind of like time traveling in a piece. In a piece. Yeah, in a way it is. It's just yeah. a, a safer time. It is. Is it safer? Let's put it this way: from the technology we know, could be a more realistic time travel. 
yes, this is the more realistic time travel. Because you could basically I, I make... I can't see us doing what we see in the movie ever either, but... Yeah. I see it as a better possibility than time travel backwards. Yes. And plus, it's still safer, kind of. Wow, it is safer. Simulation kills you. But then but you I, I would change more rules. You can always come back to your regular time. Yeah, you could. I mean, your your regular state in this case. Yeah. yeah. To me, I'd use it like a vacation. I would change there. those rules though. If I die in this simulation, I just wake up. Yeah. That's that the be, the rule. That would be a, a really smart. That's rule. the fail safe. That would be the fail. But safe. you know what? In this movie, right? They 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 said that they this is kind of like a prototype. They just didn't, you know, how much, you know. Because, yeah, you know, it, if you think, it, go back exactly. to the movie, Duck comes back, right? And he want to shut it down. Yeah. So, yeah, of course, he comes out. Yeah, you're right. He, he's like, hey, we're messing with people. We're shutting it down. Now he agrees with uh, Jane. Yes. And because course, Ash, I mean, uh, Whitney didn't want to do it. Yeah, Whitney doesn't want to shut it down because Whitney's like, hey. Uh, he built this and he never experienced it. But I do like it because... Uh, our boy gets out. Uh, Douglas goes out. He meets Jane again. Yes. Talks to Jane a little bit. They have a, 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 a date night. Yep, they have a date night. And, of course, he won't know about France. She doesn't want to tell him about France, which France is a place that Douglas can't go yet. Yes. Of course, you know, they have a little bit of date night. And he goes home, goes to sleep. And, of course, all of a sudden, the detective shows up with all the cops. Yeah. And arrest him and take him back to the deal. And he finds out that he murdered Tom Jones now, too. Yes. So they throw him in the jail. And of course, here comes Jane and uh, gets him out. It was really weird for that scene. Like, cause we never seen where he murdered Tom Jones, but then no. that was really know, strange. But he already knows he can't remember a whole big old yes. section either. For all we know, while they were dancing, he got hacked. Oh. And the husband showed up and talk to his wife his husband his name is david i remember yeah so david may have showed up at that restaurant and, t- and that's when he probably threatened jane oh. and then he went and murdered Tom that Jones. other guy for fun yeah for fun and then doug just wakes up and he's like i don't even remember because he don't even remember going home oh that's right yeah he don't remember anything of course that guy's like hey you killed and of course he starts smoking yes he starts smoking and of course, that detective's looking at him and says, oh, you're picking up a lot of bad habits all of a sudden. Yes. Because this detective sees everything. <gasps> That's right. So when he was smoking, he was not Doug, uh, Doug Hall. I thought he was. And he's just picking up things. Oh, he's his picking favorite, up the uh, memories. Yeah, he's picking up everything from his, his... David. David, his host or whatever. It's not really his host. He's the host. But Yeah. Whoa. So he starts smoking, and he doesn't even know. He doesn't even realize he's smoking. He's just yeah. smoking like he's always By habit, yep. Yep. And of course, the guy's like, hey, you murdered this guy. We throw you in jail. And of course, then Jane Bra- Jane comes and uh, bells, bells him out. out. Of course, they're in the, ho- they're in the car. You can see the, the limo driver keep looking at him. Yeah. And they're having that conversation. He's, she's like, hey, I told him you spent the night with me. Blah, blah, blah. But he's like, hey. I can't remember. He thinks he's telling her he killed that guy. And she knows that he did kill all of them. Yeah. But she keeps telling him, it's not you. You didn't kill those people. You didn't kill those people. Because technically, he didn't kill those people. No, technically, he didn't. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. And then while they're doing this, then Whitney, because he knows it's going to get shut down. The same thing, the same reason Doug did it. 
Yep. He goes, gets in the machine, and boom, he's in his own world that he built that he wanted to see. Yep, he felt caught up at the time where um, Ashton put John Ferguson in the car. Here's the thing. If you're going to hack into somebody, maybe you should look into the programming to see where your character is at. Well, but then to him, he doesn't know what's going on, though. No, he doesn't, but he knows. But the problem is he probably should have known he wasn't driving a car. Yeah. Because remember, he appears when he's driving a car, and all of a sudden he panics. And of course, then comes a cop. Drives oh. up behind him, and the cops want to see his license. He's like, I left my license. He's like, he tried the glove box. Yeah, he tried the glove box. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. He it up, and there's a pistol there's in there. There's a pistol in there, yeah. License. And finally, the cop's like, okay. He tells the cop, hey, there's something in the road, a swerve. The cop's like, okay, because it's 1930s. He's, yeah. And this guy looks like a goofball. Cops are walking by the car, and you hear somebody knocking on the Yeah, knocking on the trunk. And of course, the cop pulls a gun out and he's like, hey, dude, get out of the car. He gets out of the car and he's like, oh, no. He's already knows he's in a bad situation. Yeah. And, of course, he opens the door and he thinks it's Doug. It's Doug, yeah. He goes, hey, it's Doug. It's Doug. It's just he a big misunderstanding. He steps out and gets hit by a truck. Yep. And that's when we yeah. know that when you die in this world, right? You, you, you thought that he would wake up, you know, as himself yes. in the 30, uh, 90s. But it yeah, didn't happen see, that way. We see, we, we see, yeah, we see uh, Whitney get up. But yes, it's not it's Whitney. Not Whitney. Because the mind transfer, right? It didn't go back. Yeah. It didn't there's we no transfer. Reason, yeah, because there's nothing to go back to. So it just stays. I like that. I like that part of the writing. Yeah. That's, that's really clever. Because I like it because then, uh, you know, the security guard calls Doug. He's like, hey, uh, uh, Whitney's acting strong. Exactly, because he doesn't know how to get out of that room. Yeah, because he can't get out of that room. You know, he keeps doing the name badge, trying to put it. He's watching him do that stupid stuff. Yes. And of course, well, I think we skipped this gigantic part there. No, we did, because uh, they, they, um, they actually, like Doug and uh, Jane actually got together. Yeah. And then he went, because, yeah. We also skip a lot of part where, like, okay, Jane Foster is no longer there. And yeah, then we forgot the part because you know he goes back to the hotel to find Jane. Yeah, again she was checked out. And of course, Jane is checked out, and of course the detective's sitting there. And he's like, Jane does is Jane doesn't doesn't exist. It. He's like, we look, we checked for France, and the funny thing is, he says it took a long time for us to get a hold of anybody in France. Yes, which makes you wonder who did they talk to? Yeah, and so of course the neat thing is Doug's smart enough. He goes out well only because Doug no recognizes the. The, the driver yeah how does he recognize his driver do you remember because he because he was in the he was in the limo with him remember <gasps> that's right the that's the limo guy. so he goes out there and asks that guy where'd you drop her off yeah he's like hey i can't tell you and of course he has the money because the detective was looking like now i gotta talk to this guy yeah so he goes and he shows up at the grocery store not the grocery store the ho- oh no, no, no it's the grocery store yeah the, the house first yeah and he asked the girl what her, and then we found out that that girl's like, I don't know her by that name. Yeah. But then he goes to the grocery store. I love this because he goes to the grocery store and it, she does a good job of, of being two people too. Yes. Because her accent changes too. Yeah. So he goes to the grocery store and he acts like he has to buy something. <laughs> Big old bottle of Pepsi. Yeah. A bottle of uh, corn syrup and uh, a canned ham. <laughs> yeah, it's just random items, yeah. And she's like, it's 7.02. And he just keeps staring at her. He just keeps staring. You can see she's uncomfortable. Yes. Finally, she goes, just chewing bubble gum. <laughs> she's like, hey, why don't you take a picture? 
you know, it yeah. lasts you a little bit longer. You know, it's really funny problem. when you said that, right? Because he keep looking at her. That happened to like this. Um, we we went to the doctor this morning, right? And then we went to have a big breakfast because you know the boys had a soccer game, so we want to make sure they ate. And then when I get to the restaurant, right, it's like it's called Benny's Cafe over in McKinney. Yeah. And we go in there, right? So I see this waitress. I'm like, oh, she looks so familiar. So I even told Heather, like, you see this waitress there? Like, I don't know if I've seen her before. But to me, right, she looked like somebody I've seen before. And that now just that saying that reminds me of this movie. Did she say take a picture? <laughs> no, because she didn't see me looking at her, right? But I keep oh, looking okay. at this lady, right? Like, I feel like somewhere I've seen this lady before. You may have worked at her or someone. Man, it's just crazy. Sometimes and I world. can't help like she's it's not like because she's attractive, right? It just that it bothers me so yeah, much. Like not, you know that person. Yeah, I know that person, but I can't. But, I can't but place you, it. You may just have that face, you know. Yeah, it just had that face. So like you know, I, there's places I'll go and people just stare at me, and then they go, yeah. "Hey, uh, we went to school like like when we lived in Dallas. I didn't I didn't grow up in Dallas. I grew up on the other side of the state. And yeah. This guy kept thinking, "Oh, I know you. We went to high school together." I was like. <laughs> I was like, unless you grew up, I go, unless you grew up in West Texas, there's no way we go. No, we went to Dallas. I was like, I'm not from here, <laughs> dude. I'm not who you think I am. Yeah, I you're right. Had several times go to grocery. I went to a gas pump. Somebody walks up to me and start talking to me, and they're like, "Hey, remember that party?" It's most like, no, I don't even know who you are, dude. Just get away from me. <laughs> It's like the, the guy he starts looking at me. It's like, sure. And I'm like, I'm pretty so, sure. I'm so this me. is really strange, right? Like, no, have things happen like well, to those people, but for me, it's actually like I'm the person that you're talking about to go away. Like, I'm not that person. Yeah, I'm not but you person. look so familiar. So like, oh yeah, we went to school together. I'm like, no way. I should be like, hey, what's your name? Like, there's only like 60 people in my class. I wouldn't oh. know who you were. <laughs> oh my gosh. I promise you, there's only 60 people in my graduating class. I wouldn't know who you are. Wow, 60. Now, yeah. my, me and Cody graduated high school. It seems a lot more now, like five to six hundred people. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't that much, but like, yeah, I feel sorry. But now, that. nowadays, it's way more than that. I know. I, I hate to go to y'all's graduation. You'll be sitting there forever. Yeah. I was talking about less than an hour. We're <laughs> Sixty people. It was time to go. So Everyone he knows who everybody is in the class. So there's like, Doug. There's, Hold on, this is the part of the movie where Doug realizes it and he's trying to drive to the edge of the city. Exactly. Well, the thing is, remember, she doesn't know who he is, so he's out in the parking lot because he kind of, he's a little upset because yeah. he's upset because he's already realizing his world. His world is yeah, she's plugging in and out in his world. Yeah. Which is weird. Of course, you know, she's like, hey, I recognize you or you look familiar. And of course, he gives her the same line that he said before. Yeah. Maybe I know you in another life. Yeah, in another life. Oh, because man. she walks back in the deal. And he, he, he she looks younger, right? Working at a grocery store. Yeah. Like, she looked like she was maybe 18 when she was... Uh, Jane Foster is like, suddenly she was like 28. Yeah, no, isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah, it's just the how... Uh, yeah, just the accent and how you dress. Yeah. And of course, you know, he drives his Porsche to the end of the, the town. Yeah, exactly like um, Ashton. Yeah, I like it. Because then it shows you it's unfinished yes you see color and then it's all green and stuff like the, the what do you call it the skeleton modeling yeah and that bird flies through it and it turns green yes it's kind of got that old computer look to it it does it's like that yeah that's what we, we expected things to look like back then i guess yeah it's pretty neat and then he knows he's in the fake world so he's got to go back to his building but i like it the cop they figure out who the lady is 
so that detective shows up at the grocery store too yeah, it goes through the same line too. He stares at her, and of course, she's kind of uncomfortable. But yeah. this stuff costs about seven dollars. Yeah, and I like it. He goes and sits in his car, and he's he's puzzled. Yes, and if her eyes change. She walks over, and it's just creepy the way she's looking, and she can see, she knows that the detective's sitting out there. Yep, she, they figured it out. Yep, and then of course she shows up. You know, well, Douglas is now at the building with uh, Ashton, who's like, I already killed the security guard took his gun and he's sitting there watching all the TV shows. Yeah, all the TV shows because he never seen anything like that. Oh, he can see, he's like, this is your world. I like it when he goes in there and talks to him and he turns all that off. Yeah. He's like, hey, you turned the world back on. I love that. I did because you know, it's way weird. Like, at that scene, right, Doug doesn't really care what happens then. Yeah, he doesn't care anymore because he knows he's in a simulation. Yep, he's in a simulation. They too. never actually uh, said that though. Like, and he also realized that that's how you transfer the bodies or the mind. Yeah. yeah. So he knows he's now in a simulation. Yep. And I like it because you know, Ashton's like, it's just, it's just crazy. But it's like him traveling. He traveled to the future in a way. Yes, he did. He definitely traveled to the future. Yeah, he just traveled to the future. So this guy to him is like a god. Yeah. Because, and hey, you can see that because he upgraded. Oh, he did. Yeah, he is the guy who's, they're the guys that created their world. And of course, here comes Jane, shows back up, and then Jane finally tells him what's going on. Yes. She's but he like, already figured him, it out. Yeah, he's like, you are in a simulation, but here's the greatest thing about your simulation. She goes, there's tons of simulations. But you're the only simulation that created a simulation, a simulation. In a simulation. So yeah. that's why she's shut it down. Oh. Man. That's pretty cool. It is because it, it took me a minute sense. to process that. But you figured yeah. that out, right? But then you're yeah, like, well, yeah. yeah. Where was the movie going to go from there? Well, that's the thing, yeah. That's why she had to shut it down because Fuller figured out that he's in the simulation. And they can't have any characters figuring out they're in the simulation. Yes. But the only reason Fuller figured out he's in the simulation because they're afraid that anybody goes in there will question their world and go out to the edge. Yeah. Yes. So Fuller did, and then so did Douglas now. So they got to shut it down. Then, of course, then that's when she tells Douglas. It's interesting how people. Fuller figured it out. Like the, the 1994. Yeah, Fuller, he must have decided to question his own reality after being in that fake reality. Oh, that's good because he's programmed no, to be smart. smart guy. Yes, he programmed he's really to be a smart, smart guy. guy. He probably thought he may have saw something wrong in, his, in the reality he lived in. <sighs> or he, seen, he may have saw them jumping in or something somewhere. Because he would have been. He probably saw Doug jump in. He must have saw. Oh, David! He saw David jump in. Yeah, because David must. Because sometimes he would be talking to Douglas, right? And then suddenly, like, what the heck happened? Yeah, because maybe because the way they talk, it's like David's been going in there killing people all the time. Yes, and that was his fantasy. Yeah, yeah, that was what he. That's what he was using the programming. But I mean, so, which is okay because he created it, right? He can do yeah. that in real life. You do that in virtual the reality. Is with these people, the way they, these people acting like they have so. Because remember this movie, it starts with that quote. I think, I think therefore I am. Yep. So basically, it means you don't have to be flesh and blood to exist. Oh. Oh, this movie is way better now that we talked about it. Yeah. It's so, way better. Well, of course, you know. How can nobody ever seen this movie? I know this is not anything that anybody watches. I've asked a lot of people. Nobody's ever seen this movie. Wow. I tell people about it though. Like, you got to see this movie. This is a movie to see. 
Yes, this is a movie to see. It's not it's, the Matrix. It's not the Matrix. It's similar, right? But there's nothing yeah, else like this. It's low key, though. The Matrix was all, hey, look at me. But the Matrix was good, though. The Matrix was good. Yeah. But it was a this big, is good. budget movie. Yeah. Had a lot of, it had a lot of money for advertising. Yeah, this one didn't. Yeah, this movie didn't do it. I mean, plus, this is a Sony movie. It's Columbia. Yeah. But that doesn't really say anything. Yeah, it but I just—I don't know how much you love Sony. Yeah, you know, my Sony is one of my favorite things. It's... Actually, I like Columbia Pictures. No, Columbia did a lot of uh, good movies. Oh, they—they've done a lot of good movies. Yeah, but the neat thing is, so of course she explains that her husband, her the guy husband. who's been plugging and killing everybody, is even threatened to kill her. Yes, and of course she likes him. And she has a plan. You don't really know this until after the end of the movie. She's pretty conniving, too. Yes. Very conniving. Very. She's already figured out a plan. She already knows how the system works. She tells him all this stuff. And, of course, they end up kissing and end up in bed together. Yep. Not the first time, which is really weird. Of course, I forgot. What happened? Does he, is that where he... Where well, after they went to bed, right, she calls the cop. She calls the detective. Yeah, well, he leaves. Why did he leave? Because does he, he play, is it because does that yeah okay he leaves because I think that's when they call him by Ashton right yes that's when that is weird so he leaves and of course she calls the cops yes she calls the cops and of course while he's messing with Ashton remember Ashton goes hey I want to see all I want to see this deal he's got that gun to the back of his hand he goes yeah. I want to see this whole deal so of course Douglas oh he shows him yeah yeah and when as soon as he goes up the elevator he changes into David yes. And he already, and that's the thing. Their system, they apparently remember everything they did. Right. Because you know he didn't have a, he didn't hesitate. He already knows that this guy's on the elevator with him. Yes. The same thing with her. When she plugs in, she already knows that detective's sitting out there waiting. Even though. Oh, that's right. Because they're the real world. Their system better. Yeah, their system is better. And of course, you know, of course, that Ashton's like, hey, this is where I was born. He's like, he's all crazy listening to the system. Of course, that guy just kind of yeah kills him. Start shooting him because he's and then David. He goes back and finds Jane, and he's gonna kill Jane. Yes. Well, first she thinks it's Douglas, and then it turns out. But I think she had an idea that that Doug was gonna, uh, David was gonna show up. Yep. Of course, he's trying to choke her and kill her, and then of course she fashes him in the head, runs downstairs, tries to get out of the building, and here he comes, puts a gun right up to her. He's, she's like, "Hey, why'd you do this?" He goes, "Cause it's fun." Oh, I know. And. As soon as he starts to pull the, you can hear him do the hammer, which is weird. The gun was already caught. Pulls the hammer back, and then bam, the glass shatters, and he goes down. And yep. there's that detective Doug, just in time. Oh, no, Doug, David dies. Yep, David dies. So when David dies, we already know that, like, oh, my God, Doug is going to be in the other world. Doug's, well, we don't even know where Doug went, but we know Doug's gone. Right. Of course, I like it. She's like, <laughs> took you long enough. Yes. But apparently, she's already explained, because now we know that she set this up. Yes, because the detective. She trapped, so. Yeah, she trapped her husband in that body and had that detective kill him. Yep. But she had to make it look like she's in trouble. Yeah. And I like it when she goes, "Is he dead?" And he goes, "Yeah, a bullet usually does that." Yes. Then he's. I didn't like it because he said this line earlier in the movie. Remember when he's talking to uh, Whitney? He's asking Whitney how all the machinery works, and Whitney gets on the table and describes it to him. He goes, "So, you don't think somebody crawled up extension cord?" into our world and killed somebody do you oh that's right he said that earlier he did and now he asked her so what are you gonna do unplug us and she's like no 
I'm going to leave you alone. He goes, I'm good. You get up there to your world, you don't ever come back to ours. It's really weird. I guess the detective, the computer, well, he's a computer simulation, so he understood. He must have went and looked too. Yeah. She must have explained enough to him that he, he went and saw it because he's been seeing these people plug out in and out. Yes. Because, I mean, he saw Doug act weird. Yeah, he saw Doug act weird. Yep. And then he saw Jane up firsthand. Oh. And he may have just went and drove to the Not even Jane's first hand, right? Then he saw Jane again, the same person, but acted yep. differently. Yep. That's confirmation. He must have, and he may have drove to the end of town just to get the extra proof and such. But he, the faint problem is being a cop and stuff, to him, he accepted it. He accepted it, yeah. Yeah, he actually accepted his role, unlike everybody else. Oh, that's it, dangerous. Which is weird that he did. So, like, from then on, right, they have to make sure, okay, nobody leaves L.A., so everybody just stay here, we'll be yeah, fine. Well, he already knows the program won't affect anything. Yeah, wow. So he just has to do his thing, keep doing, like, his thing. Because he's already seen so much. And you know and what? The next thing is, is uh, Douglas waking up. Douglas waking up in 2024. Which I could have, they didn't need to put the year on it. No, they didn't. Because now I aged it. Because we're only four years away from this. Yeah. We know this future. You saw that future. The beaches are all watered. All these future buildings. And they have a headset. Yeah. Uh, but again, this is 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Yeah. They, they didn't know what it was going to be like anyway. Yeah. Yeah. From us, Do you think one day we'll ever stop doing that? Or are we just going to go really way out? Like, hey, this is 2652. Well, Star Trek put a date on it. But yes. they put like 200 years from now. Yes. So things could change in 200 years, maybe. Well, but, but this then, is pretty close. But this, this is because, pretty, yeah. But I guess 20 years, I guess we thought, because, I mean, everything was happening 2015, 2024. But I'm thinking on this movie, they could have easily left the date off because we could see him wake up and we could have gave it our own date. Yes. This is the only problem to me. This movie ages right here on that. Yeah, ages right here on that, yeah. If they would cut the paper out in the date or just cut the date out of it, if we don't see a date. Maybe that's what they did back then. 2050 or 2060 or 2190. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I'm i surprised they didn't do the 60 years thing because, you know, he went to 1937, right? So it was like 62 yeah. years ago. I'm surprised they didn't go 1999 plus 62 years, like 2050 yeah. something yeah. or 61. They should just left the date off altogether. I think so. They never, took the date off too. Then you could be watching it because when 2024 rolls around, you could watch this movie and not think. Oh, let's not do that. <laughs> you would add the date to it. So you'd add the date to it. Yeah. Because. To, to me, when he woke up and you see everything before he sees the date, you already think he's way up, way in the future, right? So Back to the Future is kind of like that. They did the 2015 thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, the same thing. A, well, they had to put a date on Back to the Future in a way. Yeah. I need to go back and watch this trailer to see what it was like. I never thought about that. Yeah, I never thought about that either until now. Anyway, like... The neat thing is... He wakes up, he's just got a headset. That's all this system is now, his headset. Yeah, it's, it's, really, headset. it's like he's laying in his bed, he woke up with a headset. Yeah, so now he's in the world with her. So she wins. She's the, I guess she was the one running the game now. Yeah. So she gets what she wants. And then she just, she doesn't need to do anything. Well, like the neat thing is he walks out on the patio to see all the future. Yeah. And out in the field is Fuller. Fuller. Fuller was based on her dad. So her that dad, dad, yeah, his father-in-law. Yeah, so that guy never jacked in. Yeah, that guy never jacked in. It was just her fault. It was her real life fault. I'm so glad you pointed that out. I totally accept what your conclusion was like, how Fuller figured it out. He's a smart guy, and Doug has been acting weird. Yeah. So he had to see something. 
Plus, yeah. he's already built him a world. It may came to him. What if my world's not real? Ooh. A lot of people question that. Even now, a lot of people see something and wonder, well, if I'm playing a fake world, how do I know I'm not the fake world? Yeah, like my thing with the waitress this morning, and then people were having deja vu. Well, how do we know? Because we don't really know what's out there. Scientists are already thinking they see the ed- they can see the edge of the universe anyways now. Oh, the edge of the universe. So what's on the other side of that? What are we? What are we? Are we, are we like a men in black? Are we a bunch of little marbles? Oh, I love the idea. I always have, but I don't know. You never know. Wow. Are we, are we actually a tiny little bitty universes in a gigantic universe? I'm gonna see like if there's a cult following of the 13th floor, like on online. I see the 13th floor. Hmm, never thought about looking for it. I knew there's one one right here. <laughs> The other two is right and, here. And I added another one to my Google group. Yeah, I see the thirteen for Rotten Tomatoes. So hey, we got one group right here. Yeah, just one group. How do I find it? Like, who likes this movie? I like your green lighting going on. You need little beams though. So Wait until you, you see the overlay of the idea. Well, I know that you got one of those tables in the background. Tables. The table shoots all the green light out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, when you lay down and all those green beams are like. <laughs> Yeah, see, hold on. Who's seen this movie? The 13th floor. There's no discussion like, oh, I love this movie, you know? Probably on Amazon. Yeah, where did you watch it on? Where'd you get your movie at? I watch on, oh, I watch it on digital, but then back then when you told me about it, I bought the DVD. Yeah. Oh, I remember it was there wasn't a lot of art on this movie. But I was curious where you got yours now. Oh, yeah, I, was on, I have it on Amazon. <laughs> Anyways, after the movie ends, it goes to the credits and it plays a song by the Cardigans. Yes, you were going to talk about that. Which is neat because the Cardigans song is uh, if the disc, when you bought the disc, it came with their video. The Cardigans are kind of hard to. I mean, if you watch movies, they got a lot of songs on movies. I think that one was Love Me, Love Me on uh, Clueless. Yes. They did that one. Yes, this song doesn't sound like anything. And their video is kind of reminds me of Star Wars because they're in this room that's closing. Yeah. trying to put the microphones and stuff to keep the room going. It's called Erase and Rewind. Oh. Oh. Erase and Rewind. That's a good song. Oh, okay. I got to check it. that out. And it's actually, <laughs> the funny thing is the, the song plays the whole credit length and that's it. That's the only song it plays and the credits are really short in this one. Wow. So I'm thinking it had a really small group of people. It has a really small production. It probably had like some, it had a, must have had people who knew how to do computer imagery and stuff and they must have did the whole movie themselves wow. right because it's hard to shoot in 1930s you know, i would think this movie even unpopular may have made its money back if they didn't have such a huge production they couldn't have spent that much money let me see uh budget was 16 million box office 18 million yeah, so not quite because i think you gotta what make three times of what you spend. yeah you gotta make three times what you spend wow oh it was mostly negative reviews Oh, really? A lot of people didn't like it. Then. Yeah. But the problem is, do you remember coming out of the theater? I don't know. See, because people said bad script and confusing plot undetermined the movie's impressive visuals. Hey. People like are I dumb. Say, confusing plot? Yeah, a lot of people are dumb. Not my problem. Yeah. So you have to be basically called. saying this movie was too smart for a lot of people. Yeah. Kind of like that TV show, um, Arrested Development. You ever seen that show? No, is yeah. I mean, you'll see I what know, I mean. I know about. I know of the show. I haven't yeah. ever said. That so once. if you see it, right, you probably like it, and then you're like, "Why did this ever get canceled?" 
Because even in the show, right, like by the third season, you know who narrates the show? Ron Howard. Oh, really? Ron Howard <laughs> narrates the show. Like, um, who's in it? Jason Bateman is the main character, right? Yeah, so Ron Howard is the narration. They even make remarks, right? Like, this show is too small for some audiences. They also make remarks about, like, you should go tell your friends to watch this show. Yeah, Arrested Development is a really small show. So if you like the 13th floor, right? <gasps> LaBeouf is probably the other person seen the 13th floor. I could see that he would like, oh, this was a fantastic movie. This is one of the movies when it was released, right? It was ahead of its time. I think it was pretty good. I mean, like I said, the production wasn't as high. That Maybe that's what people didn't like it. It must be. And some of it, probably, it, they just didn't explain a lot as much. Yeah, kind of like... Isn't yeah, that the right. way a movie should be made? Exactly. You know, somebody sit down in a chair and explain the whole movie to you? No. So now we say that, right? We're going to go back to what we talked about last week. Back to the future. They explain too much, and now I rip that into pieces. You know hey. how I destroy Back to the Future too, right? Now that I think about it, the first one shouldn't even have happened. Well, they should, well, they should have sat down with a piece of paper and and threw everything just, out. Just, well, the problem is the first one was just they had an idea, made a movie, and they should have stopped. Hey, let's make two. Yeah, it was probably, <laughs> they thought, hey, we can make two more. They and then they th- changed the rules to the t- their own universe. Yes. You shouldn't if they wouldn't have changed the rules to the universe, you wouldn't have a problem because you wouldn't have anything stand on in the next two movies. You know, the first one kind of makes sense. They had to go back to make sure his birth happens. His parents get yeah. together and then he can go back to his own timeline. Yeah, and I mean and of course, I mean it's got a lot of silliness with them disappearing, but the problem is that was their universe and how it worked. Yeah. That was the first time it was the brought up. One, the second one they added rules to it, which the rules contradicts the first, the first one. one. Yeah, exactly. Make the first one un- impossible. Yeah. The first one, when they first took actually, the rules, the rules, it was fine. Rules in the second one actually make the second movie impossible. Too. Yes, it did. See, exactly. That's why I talk about they should never be able to go back to see. I could never to go to the future to see myself. But this is not the time uh, uh, travel episode. We'll go. We'll talk about more time travel as we've seen more time, uh, I oh, guess, yeah. travel movies. There's, there's, oh, there's going to be more because we love it too much. Yeah, we love it too much. I can't stop talking about time travel. Well, the problem is, if I let you do time travel, you do time travel every episode. <laughs> yeah, I probably do time travel every episode. Eventually, so, we will run out. Yeah, we, no, we probably won't. No, we don't think so. <sighs> no, because I still haven't seen time after time. So we Let's will both agree that Endgame does it the best. I really feel Endgame does it the best so far. Endgame did does it the best. It Endgame took years. And Loki. <gasps> Loki. Loki really does a good job too. I'm, I'm sure there's some. Some spots in there probably be like it may take us ten years. We'll sit here and go, "Oh, Loki yeah. had it all wrong." But yeah, at the moment, it's pretty good. Yeah, the moment is very good, Loki. Yeah, the time variance. The problem is you don't want to take too much about it because then you ruin a lot of stuff. Because I mean, there's no reason <laughs> to ruin Star Trek. And okay, you know what? I'm going to take this offline, so I'm going to end this episode right here. It's a really short one. We did it like in an hour fifteen, which is great. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was an easy movie. It was an easy movie, so it's I urge everyone to watch it. People had any problems with it? Because you know what, people are smarter now. So if you haven't seen the Thirteenth Floor, right, go watch it. It's really go worth watch watching. It. Like we said, it doesn't have a high production, but I mean, especially the city, the recreation of Los Angeles, nineteen thirties is amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. It's very it's amazing. A pretty good time. story. On that, a low budget. Problem though is, you watch this, we already ruined everything. <laughs> 
<laughs> so watch the 13th floor before I watch this, okay? I'm gonna put that in the title. Watch the movie first before you watch this. You'll appreciate it more. So I thank you guys for watching. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you for watching this segment of our reviews. I hope you had a great time listening to us. Be sure to subscribe and give us a thumbs up, and we'll see you on the next one. Later.